Cinema Sex Ed contains strong language, sexual scenarios, and potentially offensive comments. It is intended for maturely immature audiences only. Rusty trombone. Hot Carl. Rim job. Toss my salad. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Nipple clam. Chocolate coxicle. Pink taco. Hop on this, baby. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Money shot. Anal intruder. Cleveland steamer. Gas mask. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> Yeehaw! Teabagging. Kama Sutra. Kama my face. Cinema Sex Ed. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Cinema Sex Ed. This is Miss Jenny. And I'm Miss Marcy. And, and class, class is in. in. Hi, Jenny. Hi. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to see you. Um, we had a false start a few days ago. We so, did. Um, Sometimes when we're talking like this, I feel like the sweaty balls ladies. I think uh, we should go full sweaty balls on this. Really? Well, we're going to be talking today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. About sweaty balls. And about virginity loss. Wow, Jenny. Teenagers and adolescents. Virginity. 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 It's the new virginity. <laughs> Personal. Personal moments. <laughs> Miss Jenny is very deep today. I'm drinking, may I just say, a tasty cup of McDonald's coffee. Mmm, and how does that McDonald's coffee taste? Like hot buttered ass. How does it compare to other hot buttered ass? Um, it's, you know, middling hot butter ass. <laughs> Would you call yourself a connoisseur? Of hot buttered ass? Of hot buttered ass, yes. You know, we've spoken of this on the show before. I have never... I just banged into the microphone. Was there sort of a it was just, thing? It was all right. It was ethereal. It was like an angel I'm fart. I'm not a fan of anal stuff. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Oh, well, it was a You hot. asked about hot buttered ass. Oh, right. Okay. And uh, just in case you're wondering, this episode is not going to be about <laughs> Last Tango in Paris. <laughs> Speaking of hot buttered ass, it actually is going to be covering Little Darlings. Classic. It was... Um, came out in 1980 was directed by ron maxwell and written by kenny peck and Deline young and uh the reason we're doing this show today is this is actually after much discussion our common one of our most common with each other first films that made us feel funny down there it also really instructed it, it gave it a, had a moral message it did and it was <laughs> archetypes as we're going to talk about a little bit later that archetypes is the new prescient <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um we would continue to see throughout the years i think we would notice them we'll talk about that but also i think just kind of normalized a lot of the female adolescent experience and teenage uh, experience although i I was a little young at the time that I saw it, so I wasn't I wasn't actually a teenager yet, but it really informed the teenager that I was going to be. And I love the camp setting. It also kind of sheds everybody of their outer gear. So you sort of remove uh, class and status and, right. and stuff like that, like you see in a lot of other teen movies. Personal. Personal moments. <laughs> I had my first kiss at camp, Jewish summer camp. <laughs> Do tell. Oh, well, it was after the campfire. It yes. was my, yeah, I was pretty young, you know, but uh, my people, we like the kissing. And a lot of great, great stuff happens at Jewish summer camp, Jenny. I actually jones for summer camp sometimes when I talk to kids who are going and I yeah. see people who are posting pictures of their kids. Me I, too. I heard some people talking about Idlewild the other day and I was remembering, I was remembering even just on a retreat there with my glee club, I got like 
nostalgic for the smell of the oh being in a cabin and that yeah all of that stuff we should go to let's start a grown-up summer camp well we should go lake arrowhead or something and like rent a place have our own camp yeah oh yeah we could do like a camping weekend if we go can we have code names sure i'm gonna be pocahontas panties I thought yours was going to be Ferris Whitney. <laughs> the role originated by Tatum O'Neill in Little Darlings, and she's privileged and... Um, Do you see me more as a Ferris? Uh, I definitely see myself as more of an angel bright, although that name just... I mean, it sounds like Rainbow Bright. Rainbow Bright, see the shining light. Oh, Rainbow Bright. But Angel Bright, also naming a kid Angel Bright, you are just, you are signing that girl up for a lifetime of white trash. Uh, like, of fighting the pole, you right. know? That's it's such like, a stripper a, name. Why would a mom name her kid with a stripper name? In the opening scenes, we, in the opening sequence, the title sequence, I think we see mom and one look at her and she has a stripper like quality about her exactly it's sort of not surprising that maybe <laughs> she would name her child She's angel strip essent strip essent that's the new prescient <laughs> mm, what's that smell it's strip essent jenny i'm feeling not so fresh do you have any strip essent i can borrow of course i do in a two ounce spritzer I'd like to purchase the pocket strip essence. <laughs> the 0.5 ounce. Actually, I have no, I'm really bad with weights and measures. <laughs> <laughs> Which is perfect for strip essence. <laughs> Not my strength. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so uh, back to uh, Little Darlings and the topic of virginity loss. And so this is lesson 3A for Cinema Sex Ed. Woohoo! the class so get out your notebooks here we go i have my spiral notebook are you are you doodling on i am marcy Marcy plus and i'm not gonna say who it is it's all right but i have someone in mind maybe maybe not but i'm gonna keep it private mine is miss jenny hearts yoko (laughs) oh i don't care what they say our love is real he put uh, a ring on it, Jenny. I think I think he's gonna I think he's a keeper. He liked it and then he put a ring on he it. He did, he did. Personal personal moments. Back to virginity loss, a long way from Yoko. I mean it really is all about virginity loss. The, the whole, whole centerpiece yep. of it is virginity loss. So so they're two fifteen year old girls from the opposite side of sides of the track and they get set up to compete almost from the beginning. On that, in the bus, on that first that first scene when Angel wouldn't give up her seat, like wouldn't take her stuff off the seat and Ferris just, you know, that, that sweet, classy girl just went down, just like went down swinging with her. Could see from the start as well that there's something tough about her. And this, I think, maybe is a good place to, to talk about our experience trying to access this film. (laughs) It was a little rough. So, yeah, the Mm. cinema and cinema sex ed was very difficult to obtain. And what we have to share with you, you should really appreciate because we worked hard for it. (laughs) We really did. And Miss Jenny uh, luckily had the harder experience and was able to warn me ahead of time. So I also did not have the same experience as her. So I will let her describe what happened. Okay. um, So we couldn't really find a copy it's not available on dvd except in germany which is really (laughs) odd to me because germany you know there's some uh young folk looser morals there and this is going to i think uh factor into a few different layers of our discussion today class germany and their attraction to this movie so yeah there's a lot of clips that have been posted by germans as well online because when we couldn't obtain it through Amazon or some or Netflix even or eBay nothing nothing 
everything no was stream, like European no, format yeah. only. And uh, Marcy's DVD player can't even play American DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> My DVD player ate the last American virgin, which sounds terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Got it. And boom. Cut. boom. There you go. That's your money. If any of our listeners have a clean copy that they want to share with us, we would love it for our archive. We over would here love at Contact it. us because there's a lot of pieces of this that are going to be mere speculation or memory. I have a pretty strong memory of this film as I was watching it. I, what parts we could see. Yeah, so what what we actually saw were pieces that we could reconstruct on YouTube. And the good news is that there's a rumor, although it's been since like 2010 or something, that Lionsgate, who now apparently owns the rights to it, are going to release the film on DVD. But it has yet to be seen. Again, that's 2010. We're in 2015 now. Who knows when you're listening to this? So maybe, uh, maybe you can get it, no problem. Uh, if so, you're listening to this in 2045, <laughs> oh my God, you've probably seen it I on have... a chip that was implanted in your brain and delivers little darlings right to your cerebral cortex. And what would they think of it in 2045? Yeah. What would what would the kids that we know now think about it? Because even though the pursuit of losing your virginity in that film, you know, that's a little racy, but I said racy. Like you said racy. I said next I'm going to say slacks. <laughs> Personal. Personal moments. Slacks and racy aren't on the same. Really? Yeah, like, like racy to me is up there with classy. <laughs> like, 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 like I'm classy. Moist. Panty. Jeez. In the crotch. We don't like any of those together in a sentence. Of my slacks. <laughs> Moist panty cheese in the crotch of my slacks. That goes out to Mercedes, yo yo girl in the house. <laughs> <laughs> the worst sentence ever. Horrible. It's, it is. And I saw this whole segment on Today recently where they were talking about people's reactions, like visceral reactions to words. And a lot of those were were ones. They also, I think, I think Willie Geist, I'm obsessed with Willie Geist, by the way. I, th I think his was yogurt, which I thought was really like, I've never heard somebody object to yogurt. I don't like the word crotch. Yeah, crotch is a bad word. It's a not, bad not, not word. Not like a bad naughty, but like a bad like... like I can't continually sexual experience with someone who refers to my lady parts as my crotch. Well, it's not a romantic or sexy word. It is <laughs> Let like me get all down in there in your crotch. <laughs> your crotch is looking really sexy today. Dude, you are going into the red. No. <laughs> Sorry. Crotch will matter. I mean, you give it the same force, but you don't have to move closer. To okay. It. <laughs> Your crotch, I want to... Or go back to I want to love your crotch. <laughs> Let me get all up in your crotch. Jenny, have I told you today you have a beautiful crotch? Yeah, crotch, 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 crotch is not a good one. No. Although I think now I'm I'm starting to anesthetize myself to it. This is what we call exposure therapy. So we're going to get out of the crotch... Hole. <laughs> I don't like pussy either. Tell me more about that. You know, Sarah okay. Silverman does a bit about it. What's her name? Uh, uh, Margaret Cho does a bit about it. And you know what? Like, I still don't like it. Uh, and I could, I could sit here and talk about that word for days, you know, and do it with you. But what do you? We're call talking yours? about little. I don't call it. It it, it just comes. <laughs> That's how good it is. <laughs> All right. Also, in this, when we talk about things that we couldn't find, if you remember things that we don't, tweet us, email us, write on our Facebook page. You can find us at Genmar Films on Facebook, and at Genmar Films is our Twitter. Yes. And our email. Genmarfilms at gmail.com. There you go. Genmarfilms at gmail.com. Okay, so... Let's get back to mm -hmm. let's get let's get back into it. 
All right. So we had, oh, I was telling a story though. Yes. Oh, shit fire. Personal, personal moments. I'm going to try to speed this up. Okay. So we, what we did see, we reconstructed on YouTube videos. Uh, lots of pieces were missing. So that really made me curious about why were there all these missing chapters? And I thought, well, you know, maybe there was some content that was racy or maybe some of the actors didn't want to be have it out there and uh, especially Armand Asante who plays Gary the counselor who is an older guy who kind of gets caught in the trap of this 15 year old girl so I thought maybe it's something like that he was so sexy and uh, like we said there were a lot of uploads from that looked to be from German Germany or something so Anyways, I was doing some really deep recognizance into YouTube. I was like in, in, in the real dark recesses and I was finding some really cool stuff that I hadn't seen before from the film. And what happens is after you search for something, if you watch the video, then after the video is over in its entirety, it just automatically takes you to the page of the poster of that video. And so I'm on the page of whoever posted this clip together of Little Darlings. A YouTube channel? Yeah. Okay. And it was uh, just a series of videos that looked, just from the pictures, I did not click on them. Thank God. Pictures <laughs> that looked like little girls performing I sexy dances or something. Not good. And I realized also that the clip that I had just finished watching was some of it w was stuff I hadn't seen at all before. And then some of it were scenes that I'd seen before, only refigured and cropped so that it was just focused just on the, the brawless, uh, pubescent breast. Oh, and I was like, no. why am I looking at this? Do you like, think is this like how this they person shot it? What is on their choice? TV? Uh, filmed or, it off their TV. Yeah, or some. Yeah, maybe or some somehow maybe manipulated even in in the computer like the clips, you know, blowing it up or you know, you know, just whatever. <laughs> like it, it's such I a mean, they probably it's probably iMovie to think of you know the this icky mind <laughs> that would go there just skeeves me out. But I, here's the thing: is because I had watched so many kind of clips and compilations of stuff from the movie. It wasn't as jarring as it maybe should have been. And then there were, you know, again, there were things I hadn't seen that kind of filled in some blanks. But I realized, like, holy shit, I got to get off of this person's channel. What if they're, like, tracking me? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, Marcy. Like the police are going to knock like, I'm, like, texting Marcy, like, oh, my God, I got to talk to you. <laughs> this is, like, I'm, I'm both thinking it's the funniest thing that's happened in a long time and the most horrifying. Like, I'm waiting to hear sirens coming. And then I realized, like, oh, fuck, no. They're probably going to suspect Yoko over me. Like, <laughs> she was signed in on her husband's account. He'd be at his office and suddenly. <laughs> this, is under, this is under Yoko's name. Oh, oh my that God. would be really bad. Yeah. And I'm like, honey, I got to talk to you about something just in case. Did he laugh? Oh my God, hilarious! Of course he did. I mean, he's it, the best. But but he also laughed at me. That that that's where my mind goes <laughs> to, right? Like, <laughs> like holy well, shit. Well, Jenny, if it would happen to anyone, it would happen to one of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Yoko. Yoko and the pervy Germans. That's like the name of my next band. It's a perfect name. I'll bring my pink guitar. I like to say pervy Germans. Pervy Germans. Oh, we sang that in sync. One more time. Pervy Germans. That's our new commercial. So we're talking about the cast in Little Darlings, and we talked about Armand Asante playing Gary the Counselor. And Tatum O'Neill, yeah, cute. He was young. Christy McNichol, and then um, some other people. There, uh, we've got Matt Dillon also as Randy. Oh, that he was my when I was a teenager. Forget about it. He's he was so adorable. Like in just and that, he was a bad boy. Yeah, and that and yet there's something kind of sweet and vulnerable, Very vulnerable about him. Bad boy. Oh, he was that. That was 
you know, I looked back at that when I was rewatching, and I was like, oh my god, he was so much. He even had the haircut of like my first boyfriend. You know, like he was the he stood for everything I wanted after that. You know, the little sort of rock and rolly bad boy. You know, so your whole rock and roll. So your whole Miss Marcy rock and roll persona (laughs) goes back to this moment in in Matt Dillon time, or or it all goes back. All roads lead back. All roads lead back to Matt Randy. 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 Don't let the name fool you. Yeah, that's from the movie, if you didn't uh, remember. Matt Dillon played Randy. Yeah, when Angel and Randy first meet, uh, she says, he asks her name, she says, Angel, don't let the name fool you. (laughs) And then later he does the same back. Um, You know, just pointing out, there's again, there's a ton of stuff that we think got cut out or from, like, we can't find, so... Ferris and Angel are total rivals at the beginning, and then they get discovered sort of in an awkward conversation as virgins, and which incites the rest of the girls to get behind this group leader, Cinder, played by Krista Erickson. Who was in everything for about five minutes. She had that little overbite. She's very familiar looking. No, she was. Yeah, she was the it girl for a while. Yeah, she kind of has that, um, oh God, what's her name? She was the bad girl in Square Pegs. She had a... Jamie Gertz? Jamie Gertz. They have they have similar qualities. Yeah, Jamie Gertz had a little bigger career than she did, but, and still does. Jamie Gertz still, you know, does sitcom. So Cinder, yeah, she's, Jamie, Jamie Gertz is great. I love her. So Krista Erickson was on Hello Larry. Oh, so there you go. So she's still around. You totally recognize her. So she's very sophisticated and she leads this group into all placing bets on which one of the girls can lose their virginity first. And everybody's placing side bets. And Ferris targets the older camp counselor, Jerry, as we've talked about. And, uh, He's giving her private swim lessons. Angel meets Randy, and that's her target. And some of the footage that I saw of him was really funny, where he's on the on the dirt bike and he's like falling down, and he's just—it's like the awkwardness of teenage years, and you're just like all excited just watching the guys. Like I remember going to watch guys play intramural sports or whatever. Oh yeah, personal personal moments. Growing up here in L.A., we used to go to Westwood and walk up and down the street in Westwood. And, like, I think back now and I think, what were we looking for? But we were, like, we would see the guys from school just hanging out on the corner. And it was like, woo! Yeah. I remember just, like, if you liked a boy, too, and you just saw him, there was that feeling of, of like, excitement. I and still it's feel like, that way. <laughs> You know what? I like boys. I will tell you that we're coming up on eight years together since our first date, and I still feel that way. That's Jenny and Yoko, not Jenny and I. <laughs> Just no. to clarify that. Our relationship Jenny and I have been dating a lot, a lot longer than We've that. We've been together a lot longer than that. That's right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it is possible even after eight years to still feel like that. I but, love But you have to remember that. Yeah. I mean, it's like I go back to that moment. You know, I go back to that moment when I know he's coming home because we always text each other before we leave anywhere. And when we're headed home, whenever we're headed home, we text each other, even if the other person isn't going to be there, just so that we know. So if I know, like, I will conjure up that memory inside of me of the and first time. The first time that I brushed my teeth. Well, sometimes if he's logging. <laughs> maybe. Maybe some deodorant. And brush I don't know. your slacks. <laughs> like there's Rinse a limit. your slacks. Like I'm using my mind, man. I don't want to have to use my body too. But yeah, no, I That's will. So I, sweet I will. and romantic, Miss Jenny. It's awesome. You know, you just never stop taking yourself back to that place because I think a lot I of people do lose touch and that's also one of the great things about watching this movie is kind of you reconnect what I was going to say is the thing that struck me most about this movie rewatching it and I rewatched it mostly on the bike at the gym which is kind of funny when I think about it um, all those young bouncing breasts 
<laughs> yes. And Matt Dillon's hairless. They really didn't have, I mean, nudity wasn't a thing in this. No, it was just like, there was no nudity. No, it was just his hairless chest. Just, yeah. But one of the things that was really sweet about this and what I, you know, I feel sorry about for these kids today is that, yeah, it was about losing your virginity, but the there was so much innocence in it. You know, there was, it wasn't jaded, I say, as I burp into the microphone. That made it sexy, didn't it? You can, you could redo it if you want. No, I don't care. <laughs> Listen. I love it. People burp. <laughs> People burp. <laughs> and we're burping. And, and we're burp. burping, people. It's okay. We're burping. Again, as we always say, be unapologetically yourself. That's right. Thank you, Davis. So anyways, uh, Gary, the counselor, doesn't take Ferris up on her advances. No. And yeah, he kind of, I think he handles it really really well do you think he was tempted uh (laughs) honestly i would need to see the rest of the movie i would have to see the entire well jenny go to germany pervy germans i remember that so clearly i really remember that scene you know because i uh you know it was five years ago for me when i was a prepubescent girl and um i think think i'm not sure i think he did handle it really well but i I mean he she's it's tatum o'neill she's she's adorable and she was so pretty she was so pretty and sophisticated i think this is before she became a crack whore (laughs) 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 it's pre-crack whore so so she was just i mean she's that's innocence and having somebody look at you like that i'm sure is seductive i I mean and he's not that old he's like 26 or something no that's that's ron johnson and fast times at ridgemont high but i mean he's 15 no i don't think he was supposed to be that old you know but the girls were 15 yes and and it was statutory and he's he's mature no matter what i mean the way he handled it because there are many 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 people men who would not and and maybe even women you know i'm not i don't want to be gender biased on this you know who could be very easily tempted in that situation and i never would be and we hear about that well of course i mean but that's like professional and you know there's a line well but it does happen it does happen in a camp counselor or a teacher situation when you are uh especially when you teach something that's that's artistic because you're it's the conduit yeah. to them feeling emotions they're feeling for the first time and they just misplace them. I'm not the therapist here, but I do know that. So I very had much to like have it though. Gary talks with people before. I've been in that situation. I'm sure. Where I've had to say, This is not what this is to you. It's this is what this is. Yeah. And to do it in such a way that is also respectful of them and not shaming. Right. And, it's a, it's you a know, delicate thing. It is. And I I think that scene, what what I saw of it, regardless, I mean, he even says, like, you know, in five years when you're 20, who knows, he admits right. he's flattered and she's... And, and he makes still makes her feel pretty. Yeah. And it's sweet. He didn't... He didn't crush that that blooming feminine spirit. Right. Which is great. And that was one of my favorite things about the movie. We should all be so lucky to have those experiences. I mean, we should wish those experiences for, for women. Right. You know, because we're all going to... Mo- most people have experienced rejection at some point or another. No, I've never um, been rejected <laughs> by a man, Jenny. Rebuffed, you know, had their oh, advances. and. no. And And it's never happened to me. So at those tender ages, it can really crush somebody's spirit. She also feels she owes it to everybody because of this bet. So she goes back and tells them actually that something did happen. Which is so bad. I didn't see any footage of that scene. I only have sort of memory of it. Do you have a... No, I couldn't find it either. but. But 
and they talk about it a little bit online in, in some some articles or some synopses. Yeah. In <laughs> the like... little, dar- little Darlings chat rooms <laughs> that Jenny now frequents. Oh and when she does, she speaks in German. Purdy Germans. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm learning German. It's amazing. Purdy Germans. It is the most unromantic language. <laughs> it's very guttural. It really is. It's very... <laughs> Although when it's sung sometimes, like, Ichlieben can be very beautiful. It's but... close to Yiddish to me, and for me, there's no Yiddish that is sexy. It's got a, a lot of throat, throat and gargle. in my... Pupnik. Uh... No. Any... <laughs> you've, you've finished a sentence Boop. where I'm saying, put your penis in my, and you have said belly button. So... <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Put your penis in my belly button is something that I've often cried out. If there's one thing I've learned from the Genmar Films podcast department, (laughs) is the topic is the belly button. Tony Dan's is topic. I'm teaching Jenny Yiddish. Slowly but surely. Back, we're off of the pervy Germans. Pervy Germans. So Randy has Randy and Angel have been hooking up and there's a scene that i know happens but i wasn't able to see all of it where she kind of sees him during the daytime yeah then they have an encounter one night where she canoes over and picks him up and they go to the boathouse with her cigarettes oh yeah and she smokes like a chimney she's so tough even that introduction of her kicking the guy in the balls she's like she's not to be messed with and that's kind of who shows up in the boathouse in that first night encounter with her and him when she really pushes him away and you see how young and innocent and vulnerable she is right she she gives this you know really worldly appearance but it clearly she's never had any experience whatsoever and also you know no matter what they people are on the outside we're all jello pudding mush inside yeah absolutely i like to think I like to think I'm a a nice milk chocolate jello pudding inside. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, tapioca. Ooh. ooh yeah. Tapioca's nice. Yeah, it yeah. is nice. Personal. Personal moments. There's a scene also where the girls kind of watch the guy's skinny dip, which is kind of adorable. And I think that was one of those feeling funny down there moments for me. Right. Because we saw tushies. Yeah. That's right. That's the nudity that there is yes, in the film. Yes. And the... I remember. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't quite like all the right moves. Where trying you to... saw the shadow of Tom Cruise's penis. Yeah. And you had to kind of get it right and just pause on it. Oh. I think that may have been one of the first live penises. I'd seen them. I'd seen them in print. I think <laughs> Tom Cruise's penis was the first, my first penis. My first penis. (laughs) My first penis was on Tom Cruise. I think we've just come up with our million dollar Christmas toy idea. (laughs) My first penis. Do you remember your first like boy penis? Like live in person boy penis? Personal. Personal moments. It's a really good question. And one I should probably discuss with my therapist because I'm not quite sure I can think of the first one. I mean, for me, (laughs) summer, the summer between junior high and high school, we hung out with this group of guys and we would, for some reason, we would always, me and, you know, my, my girly friends. And there was like a group of like eight of us and we just did everything together every day and the guys started doing this thing. We would hang out in the attic of one of their houses. I'm Facebook friends with him now, so if he listens to this, he'll know who he is. And they would do this thing called peeling their puds. <laughs> that just sounds wrong. And they just, like, unzipped their pants and, like, whipped them out. And we were like, okay. I think maybe they thought we were going to do something, but we were a little shell-shocked by then. Well, Yeah. When adults do that, I mean, that's considered <laughs> flashing. I mean, that's like, right. But we were like 14 and 15. They need a ticket. Somebody know? ticket those kids. <laughs> yeah. And I. Uh, I'm more responsible about taking know, our penises out in public. It was really funny because then like we started high school and I'm like, when we were reading in line of registration. I was in line with those guys and I'm like, 
wow, I've seen all of their penises. I didn't touch any of them. I wasn't ready for a penis touching. It's like, hello. Maybe I had a slow penile introduction. I actually think... Not like legitimately. Okay, I don't have any brothers, and I can. And I've admit, never seen my brothers, and I can admit <laughs> under oath. Well, some people did. You know, some people yeah, they no, bathed together or have ran around. No, back. yeah, we yeah. didn't do that. Kind of explains my fascination with them. Maybe some might call it an obsession. No, I'm not obsessed. With uh, just with Yoko's. And may I say, my brother is a subscriber to this show, and I <laughs> hope he's not uh, uncomfortable by that because. <laughs> I've never had any desire to see my brothers. But that's the thing, too, is I think it's very natural, though. If you've got a brother around, that's the first one that you see. If they're, yeah, you know, yeah. I guess I didn't have a some, naked house. We and, had a clothed, clothing yeah, And some people, house. it's their dad. And, 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 and not, like, necessarily. Okay, wow, well, that, that scares me, the thought of that. Well, I. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure it is natural, but yeah, I never. I think that some people have just different attitudes. Right, yeah, it, we were. You know, and uh, I'm not talking about it in a predatory way. Right, no, just, we were clothed house but there are also people there are also households in where the women don't see each other naked i mean right. it's like there's nothing more unnatural about that's not true there's a lot of things that are more but it's a huge unnatural thing to wear clothes i mean we're animals but we have come to a place in our society where it's really weird and i grew up in a house where i mean i i never saw i've never seen my parents well my dad naked i've seen my mom naked Personal, personal moments. But I grew up. Shout out, shout out, Patty V. Patty V. Oh, you know, but that's <laughs> there's something about women, and I mean, I've seen a lot of my girlfriends naked too. You know, I I don't have an issue with that. Just you know what, Jenny and I, but have not never you. seen each other naked. Yeah, no, we haven't. Just like occurring to me, but should we get naked right now? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Not on the seat. <laughs> I know. We're, it would be moist. 45 minutes in and we're getting we're we're on taken off chairs. our clothes. <laughs> we're on leather. You don't get naked mm, on leather chairs. No. I think I You've walked into- my boobies well, because I pull them out all the time. Well, I've seen them in a bra and that's enough. I don't, you know, I don't. What? You don't want to, what do you mean? Oh, no. good God. <laughs> we don't, yeah, we don't boundaries. have that kind of friendship. We need, we need to have some professional boundaries here. I'm just kidding. I'm totally I, okay with that. I I'm, I get uncomfortable with other people's discomfort. And I think that I really, I also know you and you are not the person who is going to be like flashing me your tits. No, and so not. I feel that from you. Anyways, that's just explaining my craziness. <laughs> we are talking about, oh, oh my God. I think I saw Areola. <laughs> I just flashed titty. Have I scarred you for life? Come on. No, I've been living for it. I've been waiting. The less you want something, the more likely it'll come into your life. She just psyched me out. Or the you act like it, right? Oh my god. Oh, we're silly today. Um Oh, but I was going to say that I think that I walked into a guy's bathroom when I was... No, I know I did when I was like six years old in oh. a school. New, It was a new school, too, yeah. that I was at. So I didn't know. It was really early on. I walked into the boys' room and saw a line of boys peeing. We're like, get out! So that was kind of the first I think I ever oh, wish that wasn't your one first one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I also... I think I think I actually knew something about sex by that time, which seems really young, six years wow. old. But because I grew up in the theater and the topic came up a lot right. in plays and stuff. And so certain things, I don't think I understood all the inner details of it. So like, but I understood the gender differences and what a penis was and, right. you know, and that kind of stuff. But it wasn't a sexual thing. It wasn't like I saw the penises and thought like, thought of it in a sexual manner. I just <laughs> oh, saw no. Yum, yum, get me some. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. At that age, it was sort of, everything's kind of androgynous. It's like, oh, right. you've got one of those. Like, oh, you, you know. Audi I, and Ivan Any. Yeah, yeah. Less concerned about the penis and more of just the humiliation that I walked into the wrong bathroom. That's embarrassing. Yeah. I think the first one I really saw was my first boyfriend. Anyways. Um, so Angel and Randy. So when they finally did it. Yeah. I thought that was a really, really honest and real depiction of someone's first time because, and and listeners out there, if any of you had a really romantic and perfect first time, God yeah. love you. We'd love to hear about <laughs> yeah, it, Yeah, we would, because mine was awkward and quick. 
Mine was a little complicated, but in general, it was with somebody who I'd been with for a long time. And so there was some comfort and it was an inevitable. That said, the experience itself wasn't like fireworks and it was you know it was very kind of mechanical or just like let's get this done and have it behind me now right yeah and i think i i had a sense that it's something that gets better like like any sport like any physical activity you know how do you get better practice (laughs) practice practice get a trainer (laughs) yeah right (laughs) right you know hopefully find somebody fun to practice with and I had that at that age. And so I we'd kind of done everything else. And so we were each other's first. And a couple weeks after that, we broke up. He broke up with me for somebody else. Oh, yeah. Why does that yeah. happen? Yeah. He was Randy. <laughs> he randied you. I always say that it was like we just, because we had been each other's first everything, it was like we just ran out of things to do. My first... I wasn't his first, but he was mine, and he didn't know because I was a late bloomer, and I didn't want him to know I was because I didn't think he would do it, and I really wanted to just get the job done finally. I didn't want him to judge me. Why did so you I think he was going to judge you? Oh, I don't know. Because back then, everybody was having the sex, and I wasn't. Well, because I was a theater geek. <laughs> talking about that the statistics are showing a decrease in kids doing it these days but that that's from the cdc i think but because they've been and rightly so scaring the shit out of kids yeah well i i don't know it'll be interesting to see what happens but generally i mean teenagers have been and adolescents have been experimenting with Sex. I mean, it's from just cavemen time. Yeah, Ooga I mean, booga and cuckoo. You are up against your hormones, and they <laughs> you do know, a number in the on cave, you. They, they, it's <laughs> the things right. you write hieroglyphics about, man. That's right. And somewhere, <laughs> some cave woman is like bitching about why her son is no longer her darling little baby. You, you know, know, bear club, right, pelt, yeah. <laughs> scratchy, scratchy oh, sign. Right, like caveman emojis. Yes, I'm like a dissatisfied mom, right? Like, <laughs> like, like the things that she's just bitching about. Him. Right. She keeps finding like stiff spots on the family furs. <laughs> on the pelts. <laughs> on the pelts, yeah. <laughs> booga booga! Why are you a pelt stiff? <laughs> You're being cavist. <laughs> I am a little cavist. Okay, I'm sorry. You were going to say. You know that. what I was going to say, and this is calling up a current film, but uh, I teach a class of teenagers. And as naughty as we are on here, I am that protective of, especially the girls in there. Like, I don't want them to ever touch anything or be, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm so the opposite with them. It's funny. They bring out my just maternal everything. And in the beginning of class, a lot of times we talk about movies we've seen and things like that. And one of the girls who was 14 years old said, I just saw Trainwreck this weekend. And I was like, <gasps> Because I haven't seen it there. Well, and I won't say too much, but just and I'm sure you know, knowing Amy Schumer, who I adore, by the way, and, yeah, I, and I, the movie, I love the movie. It's it was adult. hilarious. It's for adults. There is no sexual stone left unturned in that movie, starting from the opening scene. And so your I feeling said to was, her, this kid. "Are you okay after seeing that?" And she goes, "Well, um, it was more than I expected." I go. I wish you hadn't seen it. And she goes, me too. And I felt really good about that. Yeah. That was like, I'm really proud of her. Yeah. So we, we had it, we opened up the discussion about it a little bit. And I, I think, and I don't think they were lying to me. I was pleased to find out they were, you know, still pretty innocent. Yeah. And wanting to hold on to that too. I mean, that's, that's the amazing part that she says that she doesn't try to front like, like she's nice for me because I had opened up a discussion with me where I could, talk to them about self-respect and staying a kid as long as you can and you know the things that I people said to me and I appreciate when I was that age because it it did help me I think have a pretty healthy relationship with sex the time that I invited into my life except losing my virginity to someone who I didn't tell but other than that you know I was ready yeah when I lost my virginity I will say the one thing is I was absolutely ready and I had no regrets 
Right. It's either the right person or the right time. Yeah. Hope, or hopefully. neither. Hopefully. You know, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully it's one, both. Both is ideal. So in the end, Ferris, again, is rebuffed, but she lies to the friends about it. And it's on the same night that Randy and Angel have their experience. And when Angel gets back to the cabin, everybody's all over Ferris because she's apparently just won the bet. So Angel, and this is all footage that's missing. Yeah. I, we could not, I didn't Which see it. Yeah, we couldn't find Angel decides to not tell them about her and Randy, which I think is an interesting and kind of cool little moment, a character moment. She's sort of floored by the experience. She's she's had an emotional response, I think, to something that she hadn't anticipated and, having. And I think she is finding herself to be a much more tender person than she really thought she was. And all those walls that she had up didn't protect her from what she's feeling. She seems terrified of it. Yeah. Maybe, do you think she's scared of ending up like her mother a little bit? Oh, absolutely. And that goes into another topic we wanted to cover about birth control and the use of condoms. Because she really does, and again, we didn't have the whole movie, so I don't know to what extent this is supported in other places, but she says something about not wanting a baby to him and or take care of his kid. And there's a whole sequence where they steal a school bus and go into town to steal a condom machine, which is awesome, which is where Angel ends up meeting Randy. All of the girls together doing that. Bonding together to steal the condom machine. There's real comedy in it and you know, it's so funny because through the ages, and, and of all things, I was watching a reality show, which I will not admit to which one it was last night, where there was a purchasing of a, a dad helping a teenage boy, 15-year-old son, purchase condoms, and the 15-year-old was embarrassed. I, through the ages, no matter what time in history, why are people always embarrassed to buy condoms? Right. Uh, to me, it says, like, hey, I'm having sex. Yeah. <laughs> But I think there's still, when you're younger, there's, there's definitely, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's still, like, it's a novelty, too. Like, oh, my God, it seems so grown up as well. Right. But it's so important. AIDS was coming about at not the time this movie. really. Ended, but it wasn't in the zeitgeist. It wasn't out there. No. I mean, there were, I'm not even sure it was called AIDS yet at this point. Right. So even, even though it's 1980 and we know that there's some stuff going on out there, they didn't know what it was. Yeah, it wasn't yet. like they were, they wanted to get the condoms because of the AIDS hysteria. Right. There was no mention of STDs at all. No, but uh, although we do have some, uh, we have some of that in some of the other movies that yeah. we're going to discuss coming up in other episodes regarding teen virginity. But in this one, yeah, I don't know that they talked about STDs at all. So it was I really all about I, pregnancy. You know, that, did I really, you know, in everything I saw, that was a really glaring thing to me. It's like, nobody talks about STDs. In any movie pre, like, 1985, I think, it's so rare that it's all about the pregnancy thing, but not the STD thing. Obviously, it's targeted towards a female audience, but it really is like a warn, like not even like a warnings. I mean, it's 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 talking about both sides of sex, like the romantic and the physical, and and how confusing that can be to young people and especially girls, and what it looks like and what the consequences are. And I, right. I mean, right from the first shot, you have Angel in the project smoking a cigarette this tough girl in her denim pants and her denim jacket what what we like to call the mexican tuxedo <laughs> uh you know and her she wife can say beater. that because she is one that's right i'm a half breed got her wife beater underneath and i can say that because i'm a oh no i'm sorry um <laughs> but you know and she kicks the kid in the balls like we talked about and she looks like white trash and yet there's something really cool but she seems so confident herself. Her mom is smoking a cigarette, telling her not to smoke. And Right. Her mom was a hot mess. Her mom was the original train wreck. But the- <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it all around. That look that Christy McNichol gives her in that moment, too, or she before she flicks her cigarette out, like, yeah, mom, whatever, you hypocrite. I think it's a great exploration of role models, too, and where do you get these ideas of what, 
it means to be a woman? Is it just losing your virginity? You know, because they always say that too. Like when you lose your virginity, you become a woman. Or when you get your period, you become a woman. When you have your bat mitzvah, you become a... Oh, maybe that's not a universal truth. I'm sorry. I was trying to fit in with you, Jenny. But sure. Like I mean, for some people, it's their quinceanera, right? There's all these kinds of rites of passage and there's some that are actual like community things. And this rite of passage is handled very in some really honest way. Well, it was interesting, too, because we have two very opposite girls. We have Ferris, who really is romantic and lives her life in her head. And yeah, I was more of a Ferris, absolutely. I probably did wear a pantsuit to camp. <laughs> My mother, Lois Smolin. Well, would you have gone to a seduction in like a long sleeve flowing I still do. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I know it's my first time with somebody, there is a lot of prep that goes into it. There's a, I, have the, I have sex outfits and they're not like spanky outfits. They're more peignoir-like. Okay. Yeah, and actually, I mean, even though it's this kind of conservative long sleeve thing, I mean, it's not a full on flannel lens nightgown. (laughs) Yeah, that I don't do. No, I but I, I I like the more romantic look, and I like a little bit of mystery, Hmm. a little more Jane Austen. I am a little more Jane Austen in the boudoir. Personal, personal moments. (laughs) I'm a little bit more like Pat Benatar. I'm a little bit country. She's a little bit rock and roll, but not really. No, actually. Not really, I actually. know. And, and every other way, I'm a rocker chick. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a. So, so Ferris was, you know, romantic, and then and Angel was so pragmatic, you know, and so street, so, so rational, I, so rational. And I love that it was how it they they made it opposite in the end. That Angel was the one who actually got to feel all those feelings, and. That Ferris, I guess, still remained in her head, basically. Actually, what I I think happened, uh, and please, listeners, tell us, because this is also something that I could not find even in any summary or synopsis. From what I believe happens is that somehow Ferris telling the girls that she won the bet and did it with Gary the Counselor gets Gary the Counselor fired. Yeah, I remember And that. then there's a confrontation between him and her about consequences and all of that. And so along the lines of what you're saying, the two of them, like, tapping into parts of themselves, I think that Ferris had this over-idealized idea of love and relationships. Apparently, also something I read that I never saw in the clips is that the parents are getting a divorce, so she ha- she's dealing with that. Right. She had never really had tough times so she the lack of cynicism in her in some way is what that innocence is lost whereas the christy mcnichol angel character she was born into cynicism and despair a difficult situation you know her mom is unromanticized sex and love for her but she's so stunned by how much she feels yeah and so therefore when that happens to her that's the loss of her innocence her innocence is that she believes that love is an illusion and that's i mean it's more than just losing your virginity it's you know like this physical act or the breaking of the hymen or the first time that you hymen or yeah so it's more than just this biological function or physical milestone it is actually the loss of something, you yeah. know, and for everybody, it's going to be different. Why do they call it losing their, your virginity? They should call it gaining your sexuality. Ooh, I like that. I'm deep. I'm a deep motherfucker sometimes, Jenny. Or opening up the floodgate. <laughs> <laughs> or hello, oh boy, the doors are open. Open for business. <laughs> <laughs> Drive on in. It's what we call going public. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> going pubic it's when you start taking applications (laughs) we're hiring in this here vagina no shirt no shoes no service i don't mind a shirtless shoeless penis toting fella personal personal moments what about the other characters anything else like in the surrounding cinder cinder yeah let's talk about her Cinder will show up in a lot of films that we're going to talk about later because there, Cinder was talk about archetypal, archetypical characters. Archetypes is the new prescient. Bring. 
Cinder was, she had the older fiance. She seemed to have money, maybe. Yeah. She oh, seemed yeah, to she know everything. Right. Because she was a model or. Yes, like an t- actress. Commercials. Yeah. And she was very pretty. She had her residual check was what she was betting. Yes. Right. And you know that, that the cinders also are probably pretty innocent underneath it all. That's what I always think. Oh, yeah. Because it comes off like she's just so, she's playing. Yeah. At yeah. being a sophisticated. But I've had cinders in my life, haven't you? Oh, sure. Yeah. And, and then, you know, they're, they're those girls like, like somehow you always want to be. So you'll look up to and you'll, I, you know, think they're very exotic or glamorous. I remember there's a group of girls from high school women now who I know now but at the time I really didn't know at all but who were that they were the ones who always had the beautiful clothes we had and them seemed too. to have the older boyfriends they were called the wolf pack at my school oh I like that yeah, okay so maybe we'll pack. also see some wolf packs around here they also called them the bitch bunch <laughs> Yeah, I don't really remember us having a name for them, but maybe we did. I mean, they were just, they were really beautiful, but I think underneath it all, they were just as freaked out as everybody else, and probably in some ways feeling more isolated because of their looks, which always seems contrary to what you would think, but, you know, there's a lot of people who are very intimidated by beautiful people, and so I didn't have that problem in high school. (laughs) We'll start with the poncho and work down when we talk about my high school look. Then Cynthia Nixon was in this movie. Yes, it's Young sunshine. baby Cynthia Nixon, the hippie girl sunshine. And of course, there was the chubby character whose name was Chubbs. Archetypes is the new prescient. How bad was that? Her name was Chubbs. Poor Chubbs. I know. Why do you... That girl, I mean, she didn't stand a chance. <laughs> Because her name was Chubbs. Yeah. Oh, and the guy who played first is dead at the beginning. I don't think I really talked Nicholas to Coster? Yeah. It's, that, he's one of those... He was on Dynasty, wasn't he? He was like on a ton of things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is like he's like Mr. TV guy. He's yeah. like day and night soap. So, you know, I'm wondering what, what, other, what other gems are we missing? And he was on the soap opera that Heather and I used to always watch after school, you know, when we were teenagers. Passion. Was he on Passion? No. Another world, another world. Oh, you love that show. (laughs) I just love to sing that. Anyways, neither here nor there. So it comes out that it's not true about Ferris and Gary. And again, we didn't see this footage, but there's a scene where apparently all the other bunk mates kind of stand behind Ferris and admit to Cinder that they're all virgins too. And you can go and stick it later on. And really, I thought Chubbs was getting busy. (laughs) Chubbs is seeing all the action. <laughs> well, because well, she's is... got because Chubbs got a sense of humor. And if Chubbs was anything, wacky. Yeah, <laughs> that Chubbs. Oh, fucking Chubbs, man. <laughs> you can depend on her to bring it. Well, the chubby girl always does. You know, they're always there and funny. I always tried to be personal. Personal moments. Also, we were talking about Randy. Randy, when he finds out it's a bet, he's like very hurt and yeah, that was funny. Yeah, and then later on, he's very touched by the fact that that Angel hadn't told anybody. And do you think they ended up together? <laughs> no, Randy and Angel. No, but they should have. Maybe in the long run, maybe they found each other on Facebook maybe. like thirty years later. That's what I want to believe. And, like, once they worked out all their issues that they were playing out in that fucking boathouse the first time, especially. That would be very nice. Yeah, let's have let's have Little Darlings, too. <laughs> <laughs> Randy and Angels. Randy and Angels trailer. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we talked about the condom use, and it's so important. And we're going to talk about another episode of pregnancy and abortion. We're not going to talk about it right now, but... It is actually not the safest. It is safe birth control, but it's not the most reliable all the time. It's always good to use one, though, especially because of STDs. I always use one. Very, very important. Uh, I buy stock. Yeah, we have actually like a Costco pellet (laughs) in the back here. That's why we need some cinema sex ed condoms. To, we like, do. A send them out. We're going to have them made. 
so we were talking about Christy McNichol too and the mystique and this goes back to the pervy Germans because <laughs> some of the stuff of little darlings that is out there on YouTube thank you pervy Germans pervy Germans uh, because they are obsessed not just with little with darlings Christy but with McNichol. Christy McNichol there was such a mystique about her when I was a little kid and she was on a family I wanted to be buddy which is kind of funny because I'm such a girly girl and buddy was actually even then such a little tough guy yeah, I watched like the E True Hollywood story or bios on her, and they talked about how huge she was be- she as that character. Was because boys and girls both wanted to be her. Yeah, you know, like she was in boyish she situations. She was androgynous, as a girl. and really, when you're in those prepubescent years, androgyny is the thing. That's why you know little girls, the teen idols that little girls like, you know, are never really the manliest men. They're not yeah. threatening. No. They like the non-threatening guy. There's another movie I was watching recently where there were teen guys. Well, maybe it was Fast Times at Ridgemont High where they're teenagers, but they all have all this chest hair. And I understand that there's an ethnic element to it. Okay, so I don't want to get a bunch of feedback from that. But when one is a teenager and young, like just out of puberty, before guys have really started to grow huge gardens or Austin Power-like bath mats on their chest, right? Before that happens, right. there's there's a period of that time so where they're those, sort of hairless where, little yeah, puppies. Like, yeah, like they're all all boys are like that, and so it's like that's. I remember thinking chest hair was gross when I was when I was like. Do a, you still feel that way? No, I like a nice cozy mat. I I, I love my man's pelts. I like to just get up and get into the little soft shag of Yoko's (laughs) chest hair. It's like, you know. it's it's warm and cuddly. Yeah, and I appreciate its shape. It's mannish. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't do extensive, like, cosmetic (laughs) or, you know, but he trims. Do you think he he would mind that we're talking about this right now? No, I mean. Yoko's a good sport. Yes, he is. He'd have to be. (laughs) We love the Yoko. We love the Yoko. different i mean guys in their chest and their bodies are way different than women are about them and i thought that this movie handles that you know body image right pretty well and modesty except that they named a character chubbs except for that yeah (laughs) fucking chubbs man you can depend on her to bring it but But yeah but christy mcnichol we were talking about yeah no she was you know very she was was always a mystique about her always and, you know, she was a very androgynous. She came out later, you know, thank goodness for her own happiness that she was able to be very public. And it was very cool because she was one of the first women that brought her, fe- as a young girl, brought her female lover to award shows. I remember Ina Liberace. I remember the act, the girl's name that was her girlfriend. Yeah, they were roommates. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I mean, it was very cool, you know? Well, and that's something, too, in the little bio piece that I saw. It's on bio.com if you want to go brush up on your Christy McNichol that she did really well by herself investing in real estate. So when she later had some troubles with uh, bipolar, right. bipolar yes. she's, she's so smart. I mean, she was always she was always preparing and so she's fine and taken care of. And Yeah, she was always cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and then she had to come back later on Empty Nest, as you were you were mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, I always liked her, and then it was like, yeah, where'd she go? But she made a couple of really bad movies too, and because of by being bipolar, haven't we all? <laughs> I say like everybody's made some bad movies. Yeah, but I really have made some bad movies. Well, speaking of bad movies, I mean, and we were talking about Christy McNichol kind of having that after school mm-hmm. special feeling, and you were talking about I was in an after school special. Yeah, I. I don't really want to talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but just to wrap up, really, I I think that this film carries over in today. And if we could indeed get a copy, I would want young girls to see this film because I Absolutely, think there's really I agree. great messages yes. sent out there. And I think, yeah, they touch upon all kinds of things. Body image, self-respect, the feelings that do come up when you have sex and having sex when you're ready and all those things that I think are really important for young girls. And also looking at it as a film as well, you know, we've talked about some films that haven't been great writing, haven't been the, haven't felt the 
best put together and I think it was really well done. I mean, what oh, I saw yeah. of it, I mean, I really was afraid I was going to look back at it and be like, oh my God, this is unwatchable, but no, it holds I was up. so sad. We are still trying to get a hold of a copy because I really want to see the whole Yeah, thing maybe you now. have it on Laserdisc. And I just don't feel like there's been much like this out there. I mean, maybe listeners, please, you can write to us and tell us if we are totally wrong or missing something here. But yeah, I can't really think of something it compares to that I've seen. So this was both of our, one of our, I feel funny down there, first ones. And for me, I think what it made me realize is that the things that had a little bit of mystery and left some to my imagination are the ones I think that were more titillating for me. You said titillating. I did say titillating. Titillation. Titillation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You don't need a lot of graphic nudity it was just the, uh, the you don't real need to be slapped in the face by a big schlong no i love a schlong as i've said before how about some chocolate poured all over your thighs <laughs> how about that a little, i'm gonna look into later how about a little grinding by michael Strahan? i do okay. love the michael Strahan. my gap tooth chocolate prince <laughs> All right, well... Um, it we, is golden magic, Mike Panties. That looks like it's time for today, boys and girls. So we want to thank you again for tuning in. We hope you've uh, learned something. And your homework for this week is email us, Twitter us. At Genmar Films. Yeah, Gen- Facebook and us. Yeah, if there's movies that you'd like to hear us talk about, please let us know. Absolutely. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Be kind. And don't rewind. And don't (laughs) don't rewind because if you're still using a VHS, that's really fucked up, man. But if you have little darlings on VHS, send it over to us. Coming up next, lesson three B will be the two of us continuing the conversation of not just virginity loss, but also pregnancy and abortion as seen through the film's pastimes at Ridgemont High. And The Last American Virgin, which my DVD player ate. Say it again. My DVD player ate The Last American Virgin. We hadn't done a panties up, panties down. You know, it's not a really overtly sexual, I gotta go touch myself kind of movie. I give it a panties down. I think when I was younger, it was kind of a panties down. Yeah, it was a, it was, I would not now, but when I was younger, it was a panties down. And I think it was a predecessor to keeping my panties down. (laughs) It was, I felt funny down there, definitely. And And I needed to air my (laughs) vajayjay. So there you go. I would actually say if we're going to go up or down, I would say that we are both giving this a panties down, which really is the best, the height. Panties down is a 10 for us. Panties down, panties people. Down. Panties down, people. Get this film. With that in mind. Have a nice snack at recess, class. <laughs> That's right. Time for recess. Rusty Trumbo. Hot Carl. Rim Job. Toss My Salad. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Nipple Clam. Chocolate Coxicle. Pink Taco. Hop on this, baby. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Money Shot. Anal Intruder. Cleveland Steamer. Gas Mask. Cinema Sex Ed. Cinema Sex Ed. Cowgirl. Yeehaw! Teabagging. Kama Sutra. Kama My Face. Cinema Sex Ed. I want you to get a little closer to the mic. I want you to be really sexy about it. Do you it. want me to put my thumb in my mouth while I do it? If that helps you, I'm not going to mm. say no. My DVD player ate The Last American Virgin. <laughs>